when you rent out a property, you as the landlord, you are expected to rent it out in a tenantable condition. When you are selling a property, it is not always so. But you can decide to do it up, maybe to boost the value, to make it attractive to potential buyers. A man was about to sell his huge derelict warehouse. And uh, he was taking a prospective buyer there. And he told the man, all these things that you are seeing, uh, don't worry about them. I will do the warehouse up. And then you have a good warehouse to yourself. Forget about the repair. Forget about the repair, said the buyer. When I buy this place, I'm going to build something new. I don't want the building. I want the site. I don't want the building. I want the site. Today, I want the site. I want the site. I want the site. That is the title of the message. In land economics, there is what is called highest and best use. Highest and best use. So it is for our lives, not only in physical assets. Jesus wants the site. Jesus wants the permission to build. That is why the psalmist says, let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. Just give him permission. Let God arise and see what will happen. Just across the road there, you can see a building there. What was there before? Something on the ground floor level. Some stretch of uh, shops or warehouses. What do you have there today? I want the site. Just give me the site and see what is coming up on it. Hallelujah. The plan is there already. The plan is there already. God has made the plan. God knows the problem. And he has already made the solution available before even the problem arose. At creation, you remember, at creation, Genesis chapter 1, before God will create the animal, he will have created where the animal will live and the food that the animal will eat. Praise God. The same goes for sin. The same goes for sin. Romans 5, 8 tells us that while we were yet sinners, what happened? Christ died for us. So God has made provisions for human beings to successfully live above sin. God has made provision for human beings to successfully live above sin. It's just saying, give me the sight. Give me the sight. Praise God. For those of us who are hurting, for those of us who are expecting some degree of fruitfulness or the other, the Lord is meeting you right now. The balm of Gilead is removing the pain in the name of Jesus. Barrenness is going. Fruitfulness is coming. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
John 8, 3 to 11, John 8, 3 to 11, John 5, 1 to 15, John 5, 1 to 15. The word of God tells us that Jesus told the adulterer, go and sin no more. He told the impotent man to sin no more. Why would Jesus say something like that? Why would Jesus tell somebody to go and sin no more? If there was no provision for that person to be able to do so. The same for perfection. Matthew 5, 48. He said, be therefore perfect, even as your father which is in heaven is perfect. First Peter 1, 15 to 16. First Peter 1, 15 to 16. He says we should live holy. Why would he tell us that? Why would he give us that kind of instruction? Hallelujah for 1 Corinthians 10, 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says that God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not allow us to be tempted above that for which we are able. Amen. And inside that temptation, there's a way of escape. The temptation is like um, the, the Sunday school uh, exam that was set today. They are A, B, C, D, E. Choose the ones that are correct. Amen. There's a way of escape. There's an answer in this A, B, C, D, E. Praise God. And so God says there are sins because there are laws that have been set there. But there's also a way of escape. The spirit of the law is love. The spirit of that law that's making somebody to stumble and to fall and try to rise up again and stumble. The spirit of that law that, you are, that appears to you as if it's a, it's a hindrance, the spirit of that law is love. Because when Jesus was asked to summarize, he said, love God and do what? Love your neighbor. So the summary of all this is love. Love forgives. Amen? Love covers a multitude of sins. Yet, it encourages holiness. It encourages perfection. You say love forgives. Love covers a multitude of sins. Yet, love expects you to be holy. Love expects you to be perfect. Perfection not as me trying to change you. Not as... The teacher trying to change the student, not as a parent trying to change the children, not as a friend trying to change the other one, but as the Spirit of God works inside of each and, of, each and every one of us. The Spirit of God works in us, transforming us, moving us from glory to glory. And so to successfully go and sin no more requires God's kind of love. Love of God, love for God, and it's the Holy Spirit of God that fills our heart with this kind of love. Jesus said, if you love me, what will you do? You will keep my commandments, you just obey me. Praise God, and when you are obeying God, you are doing what? Living a holy life. Amen. This love is filled with grace. This love is filled with truth. As you love God more, you will obey him more. Particularly since he loved us first. Amen. And so, so that you will say, this pastor that came from somewhere, he did not read the Bible when he came. Amen. Let us go to Romans chapter 5. Amen. Romans 5, 17 to 21. Romans 
17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the disobedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. This is a combination of God's love, his grace, and his righteousness. God assures us that his grace is sufficient for us. The grace of God is sufficient for us. And so when he tells you, when he tells me, go and sin no more, he has made the provision. His grace is sufficient for you and I. There is more than enough grace to cover all of our sins. More than enough grace. Let somebody say, thank you, Jesus. More sins imply what? Much more grace. But that's why we have Romans 6, 1 and 2. Amen. Shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? So it does not imply that we should keep sinning. So let's not sinning be your lifestyle. Instead, be grace conscious. Be grace conscious. You want to look at somebody and say, be grace conscious. conscious. Tell another person, be grace conscious. conscious. Hallelujah. The grace of God is available. So what am I supposed to do? Yes, we have said one, be grace conscious. Yes. Another one, be sure that you have accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Have you accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and grace to help us. That grace that helps us in time of need. Always approach the throne of grace. Another part of the Bible says pray without ceasing. Approach the throne of grace. Do not forsake the assembly of brethren. Thank God you are here. But this is not the only assembly of brethren. Don't forsake the assembly of Christians. Iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. You step out of this place and you meet some other people as well. A few of them will be your church members. You were in church together a few hours ago. But somehow, you have stepped out of church. Do you still want to be associated with them? Or you just want to happen? You know, you want to start happening until next Sunday. Do not forsake the assembly of brethren. Because you know the moment you see that man, he's no longer that man, he's that brother. And then you start talking about godly things. But um, you instead wants to happen. Are you sure of your salvation? The next one, live by the spirit of God. And you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Live by the spirit of God. And you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. And so there is a conforming. There is a conforming to God. That is required. However, it is also made available in Christ Jesus. It's expected of us to conform. It's expected of us to conform 
But this is also made available in Christ Jesus. You step into a school, secondary school. For you to conform, you must wear their school uniform. But that school uniform is also sold in school. Isn't that nice? So you can easily get it. It's also in the market. Just let them give you the design. But the school will say, why don't you buy the one that's from us? We are sure that this is 100%. And so people step out looking for God here and there, looking for solution here and there. Whereas God himself has made the solution, the, 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 the solution to the problem available. Praise the Lord. Quickly, we will read one or two Bible passages as well. First John 3. First John 3, 9 to 10. First John 3, 9 to 10. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. I was in a place some time ago, some years ago. The, it's a parish. It's called the Recharge Center. I don't know how many of us have been to the Recharge Center. One brother was mentioning the camp. The parish is on the camp. It's called the Recharge Center. And by the time we finished the service, I was really recharged. Midway during the service, I, was, I knew that, yes, that is why this place is called the Recharge Center. God is recharging somebody now. Amen. God is recharging you. Hallelujah. What do we have in Romans 8? Romans 8, 29. Romans 8, 29. For whom he did for know, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And so you as a Christian, the Lord has predestined you to conform to the image of Christ. The Lord has predestined you to conform to the image of Christ. And so erase from your memory what God has erased from his record. Erase from your memory what God has erased from his record. The word of God tells us that we should renew our minds. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. The mind that was in Christ Jesus, let it be in you. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. And so God telling us, God telling that uh, adulterer, God telling that man, the, the, the impotent man, saying go and sin no more, is for their benefit. And God is speaking to us today saying give me that sight. Give me that sight. I'm going to give you the highest and best use for that sight. It's for your benefit. It's for my benefit. God gives us grace. He gives us skill. He sends us on assignments. He follows us all through the assignment. He guides us with his Holy Spirit. And to succeed in that assignment is the Spirit of God that helps us. And when we eventually succeed, he rewards us. Praise God. So he sends you on an assignment. And he has given you the grace they help all through, and you eventually succeed, and he rewards you. What is that? Isn't that grace? Fantastic love of God Almighty. The grace of God is for our benefit. 
going and sinning no more is to our own benefit. It's for our own advantage. What do we have in Acts 26 verse 18? Acts 26 18. Acts 26 18. Paul was talking about some things that Jesus had told him. He said, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sin and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Implying what? Going and sinning no more. Changing our lives, getting ourselves transformed, accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. All are possible by grace. And what do we gain? We gain the opening of eyes. We get turned from darkness to light. We get turned from satanic power and hold to God's power and protection. We receive forgiveness of sins. We receive inheritance from God. These are wonderful things that we receive from God and it's the grace of God that will help us out in this matter. Philippians 4.13 tells me and and you that you can do it, I can do it. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And so when that woman was told, go and sin no more, Jesus was there supporting. When you are told... Sin no more. The support of the Spirit of God is there. The grace of God is available. There is a warning in Hebrews 10, 26 to 27. There's a warning in Hebrews 10, 26 to 27. It's warning us that if we continue in sin, we are looking for judgment. We are looking for fiery indignation. However, Jude 1, 24, Jude 24 encourages us that Jesus is able to keep us from falling. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Jesus is able to keep us from falling and he's able to present us faultless unto himself. He's looking for a church. He's looking for a bride that doesn't have wrinkle, that doesn't have blemish. And he's helping you with his grace. He's helping you with the spirit of God. Is able to present you unto himself faultless. Just yield yourself to him. Receive God's blessing in Christ Jesus. Would you be freed from the burden of sin? Would you be freed from the burden of your mind? Remember we made one statement. It's a quote that I got recently. Erase from your memory what God has erased from his record. Would you be freed from that sin that God has forgiven you of what somehow the devil keeps reminding you? Or is there this particular one that you just committed and you're wondering what's going to happen now? It's time to bow down your hearts. It's time to bow down your heads. Don't worry about the battered warehouse. Don't worry about that derelict warehouse. Jesus wants the sight. He doesn't want what you have done. He doesn't want what you have made yourself to become. He just says, give me that sight and I'm going to rebuild it. And I'm going to rebuild you into a fine masterpiece. 
Not what you have tried to do on your own, but what he himself will do. He wants to put the highest and best use. He wants to bring it to completion. Would you be freed from the burden of sin? Let's bow down our hearts at this point in time. Let us close our eyes. Give me that sight. I need that sight. Jesus is asking, surrender your life to Jesus. I want that sight. Forget about the building. I want the sight. Do you want to go and sin no more? Do you want to enjoy the grace of God in Christ Jesus? All eyes closed, please. All eyes closed, please. All heads bowed. All eyes closed, all heads bowed. Would you be freed from the burden of sin? There is power in Christ Jesus. Do you want to go and sin no more? Do you want to enjoy the grace of God in Christ Jesus? Do you want to let God arise on your behalf and scatter all your enemies? Then it's time for you to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Then it's time for you to rededicate your life to Jesus Christ. Do we have someone like that? Who wants God to arise on his behalf? Who wants all his enemies to be scattered? Do you want to surrender that sight to Jesus? Are you here this morning? All eyes closed, please. All heads bowed. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus. Don't mind the person on your left. Don't mind the person on your right. Just rise up to your feet, please. You want to represent yourself to God. You have taken the wrong turning. But Jesus is calling you back. It's time for you to rise up on your feet. You want to represent yourself to God. You want to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Would you be freed from the burden of sin? There is power in the blood. All eyes closed. Power in the blood. Would you be freed from the burden of sin? There is power in the blood of the Lamb. There is a warning that if we continue sinning, we are looking for judgment and fiery indignation. But we are encouraged that Jesus is able to keep us from falling. And so if you are that person, just be on your feet. Do not be ashamed. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. Jesus knows your heart. He wants to touch you. It wants to transform you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us all rise up on our feet, please. Just one prayer. Just one prayer. Just one prayer. What have you done? What have you placed in front of you, placed ahead of you? What is it that you have said? What is it that you have written down, that you have agreed to? But it's not the highest and best use. It is not what is most profitable for you. It is not what is pleasing to God. Your prayer is that the Lord God Almighty 
will just take over. Take over your entire life. If he has to pull down that warehouse and put the perfect structure on it, give him the permission right now. Tell him to go ahead. Go ahead and pray. Father, go ahead. Take over. Take over. Take over every organ in my body. Take over my life for God. Take over my career. Take over my family. Take over my marriage. Take over my children. Take over my emotions. Take over my relationships with people. I don't want to come out as I have been before. I need your transformation, oh God. I need your transformation, my Father. I yield myself to you. You want the sight? Take over the sight. Put your perfect structure on it. Put your masterpiece on it. Go ahead and pray. My Father in heaven, I thank you. For even as you have sent me, I have delivered your message. I have delivered your word. I have released unto your children the fact that there is a grace to live. The grace to live a successful Christian life. Father, Lord God, I pray that the seed that has been sown into their hearts will germinate, will not be choked, and it will grow and bring forth fruit, fruit of repentance, fruit of your joy, your righteousness, your peace, and success in all aspects of their lives. That they will look back and say, yes, you are the Lord God Almighty and you are on their side testimonies shall abound because of your touch on their lives today. We worship and adore you. Thank you much less Father. In Jesus name we have prayed. Let us clap for Jesus.